Hey, how's it going? I got a central question for you. I got a big question for you. You need to have an answer to this because we can't really move into our next stages beyond stage three of the reopening unless we actually get our vaccination numbers up much higher than they already are. I know they're great. We're in the high 70s on first dose. We're going to pass 50 percent on second dose likely today. That is for 12 plus. That's the of the eligible population of the province. But to keep going, we got to make sure that those who are hesitant get their shot. My question to you is the following. Do we need a lottery? Do we need an incentive? Do we need to hand out free tacos? And if we don't need a carrot, maybe we need the stick. Maybe the stick is Doug Ford just gets on this bully pulpit there and starts calling people a bunch of yahoos. You want to be a yahoo? You want to be a bunch of yahoos? Or you can go out and get your shot. Maybe that's the way to handle it. That is all coming up. Your opportunity to weigh in because I really would like to hear from you and what you think we need to do to get this last cohort of people who are either haven't been reached by the con- by the communications, are either hesitant, or, or just and there's any number of reasons why people would not be getting uh, their first or their second dose. And we're going to dig right into that in just a couple of moments. But first, I want to bring in our crime specialist, Catherine McDonald. From a police releasing uh, visitation and funeral details for Constable Jeffrey Northrup. Uh, welcome, Kath. Hi, Alan. How are you? I'm I'm well. What are the uh, details, broad strokes of uh, the what the police have released? So on Sunday, members of the public are invited to attend the visitation for Constable Northrup. That's at the Kane Jarrett Funeral Home in Thornhill. And then on Monday, there will be a full police funeral, uh, and that will be taking place at one o'clock at BMO Field. Now, I've been speaking with a police spokesperson who tells me that right now uh, they're still in the planning stages, so it's not clear exactly who is going to be speaking or what the program is like. She's telling me that the funeral will likely not be open to the public, Um, and that's because with COVID, I mean, obviously, uh, there have to be social distancing rules, and even though BMO Field seats thousands of people, if you've ever been to one of these police funerals, as I know you have, Alan, you know, they're expecting a lot of members from the Toronto Police to be there, along with members from other police services. Um, there's going to be a procession. A route has not yet been finalized, but members of the public uh, will be able to come out and show their support for Constable Northrup. Uh, the ceremonial unit pipe and drum band will be there, and they will be doing an honor guard for one of their own because Jeff Northrup was a member of that uh, ceremonial unit. His wife, his children will be there, and all the funeral arrangements, I'm told, have been made in consultation with this family. So while this is a few full police funeral, uh, nothing was done without their blessing. And so I'm here at 52 Division, actually, as it turns out, uh, the division where Jeff Northrup worked. Um, and just looking through the front window of the division, which is uh, locked to the public, you can see a massive, massive memorial table full of teddy bears and flowers and uh, many from other police services across the country. Um, what can you tell me about Constable Northrop? I know you have been speaking to his fellow officers. You know, I, it's funny. On Friday, I was actually not working. And before, uh, at 8.30, I got a number of texts from officers uh, saying, call me. And uh, people knew him. And people, uh, a lot of people knew him because he had had 31 years uh, in the service, he was at court services at Old City Hall for about 10 years before he became a police officer. Um, and he was uh, beloved. Uh, this is a guy who was eligible to retire um, at 30 years, but he didn't want to. In fact, 
He was, uh, unlike other officers who would be winding down their career, he was anxious, loved coming to work. Um, he he would cook for members of the platoon at the division. Um, he was involved with scouts. Uh, he was involved, uh, you know, very involved with his children's lives. He had three children. Um, and everyone that talks about him says he was a giant teddy bear and someone they, they can't believe is gone. Did he do some training of younger constables and, and onboarding of, of younger recruits? Did I understand that? I don't. I don't know that. I, I do know that I was just speaking to David Hopkinson, who is, um, you know, and all, every day, all day, I I call police officers for stories I'm working on. And when I was calling, speaking to David, who is the media relations officer, I said, Did, you know, I'm so sorry. I don't know if you knew Jeff. He said, in fact, I onboarded him, and he said he was my partner. I trained him when he began his career at 11 Division. Uh, I have literally spoken to dozens of police officers in the last week who knew Jeff, who can't, who worked with him. Uh, and then I realized, well, maybe that's a sign that I've been at, at uh, Global too long, over 20 years. So um, he, he really was a beloved police officer. And even and those who didn't know him knew 10 people who did, or 20 probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about this uh, petition to have um, a portion of Dundas Street renamed after him. Yeah, so that the Toronto Police Association is sort of behind that petition. Uh, John Reed, who is the president of uh, uh, I was hoping to speak with him today about that. And, you know, just like when Constable Sergeant Ryan Russell was, was killed in the line of duty and, and there's a little parquette at Avenue in Davenport called the Sergeant Ryan Russell Parquet, uh, you know, there is a movement afoot to try and uh, have an area uh, renamed in, in honor of uh, Jeff Northrup, Constable Jeff Northrup. And I think I, I think Dundas Square is what they're talking about. Um, and I think already thousands of people have signed this petition. So I think it's a great idea. Because we need, all need to remember that, you know, these officers put themselves in danger every day and night. And like Jeff Northrop last week, he, we were asleep, and that was when he was killed. Um, and, and I, I want to keep the focus on, on Constable Northrop, and I know it will be over the course of the weekend into Monday. But just give me an update, Kath, on the accused and that legal process. So uh, the accused is 31-year-old Umar Zamir. You know, normally when uh, someone is charged with a crime like a killing a police officer, such a serious, um, you know, first-degree murder, automatic first-degree murder, if you if you allegedly kill someone who is an officer. Um, th- we don't know even where Umar Zamir is from. We uh, The police didn't even put out what city he's from, which is unlike them. They always do that. And uh, when I called the court, they told me that uh, they were unable to release any more information. So we, we don't know anything about Umar Zamir. Uh, He's in court uh, on July 23rd, I believe, at which time we will see him uh, if, you know, if uh, we will be able to tell people more about what he looks like, but where he's from, uh, what he does, anything we can, we will confirm. I've heard a number of uh, unconfirmed uh, things about him, but we can't report any of that until we can double source it. And we can, um, you know, really, uh, there's really little we know about this man. Mm -hmm. That we can report at that time. That's that's the that's the job. That's the due diligence that we need. Uh, thank you, yeah. Kath. Always great to talk with you. Please take care. Thanks. Talk to you soon. That is Catherine McDonald, who is our global news uh, crime specialist, and you can see her report on the funeral plans for Constable Northrop tonight on Global News at five thirty and six.